We have to get that first and most important yes before the momentum starts working in our favor. This applies to every area of your business. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 32, the first, yes, the slippery slope concept. Welcome to episode 32, everyone. Whether in life or in business, doesn't matter. If you're like a lot of us, your business is your life. We need to influence others to take action. Sometimes that action is to their benefit. Sometimes it's for our benefit or like it should be, Seth, it should be mutually beneficial. Don't start with the hard questions first, though. That's what we're going to jump into. We have to get that first and most important yes before the momentum starts working in our favor. This applies to every area of your business. Seth, have you ever tried to push a car or ask for a first date (laughs) or get, get your child to clean his room? or ask someone, a stranger or friend for a favor? Have you ever tried to sell something? Well, getting that very first and easier yes, put that in quotation marks, yes, Mm -hmm. is the most important thing that you can do and spend your time on. Today, we're gonna talk about ways that you can use to get that first yes. Ryan Moran, author of 12 Months to 1 Million, he says, don't be an asshole. Meaning, of course, all you ever do is ask for favors. You have to give first, not reciprocate. Reciprocation is the job of the ask E, not the ask or Seth. Yeah, definitely, Sean. I love this concept because we apply it every single day in our businesses and in our life, don't we? I mean, when you're trying to accomplish anything with people, you don't want to come at them with like a huge, a big, 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 big ask, right? You just want to step them into it. And I think we've talked about this before, but the first thing that comes to mind is when you're at Disney World and they just ask you to get in the line, don't they? They don't show you how big the task is. It's just, yes, I want to ride this ride. And then they show you the first little bit and then they step you into it. So think about that with your customers or in your own life. I mean, when I ask for a favor of my children, for instance, it's like, can you clean up you know, your room? And it's like, well, that seems like a pretty big, pretty big chore. Literally, Sean, I just had this uh, conversation with Scarlett the other day. She had all these different toys out. And I was like, can you just pick up the uh, the, the tiles? And she's like, yeah, I can do that. And then she, she does it. Like at, at first, it was too overwhelming, but she was able to do one toy and then the next toy. And now, you know, eventually the room's clean. The same thing applies. So I love getting the first, the first ask, right? Yes. And you just told me a story, Seth. Um, speaking of that, um, I called you a manipulator because, you know, we were all kids once, so we know what it's like. But if you just say, hey, can you pick up that trash? Can you pick up that toy? Can you make your bed? At the end of the day, they clean their room. You know, they didn't even see it coming. So yep. uh, you just told me of a story about um, a, a nonprofit organization that was doing a study on a college campus where they were asking to take kids out yeah. on an adventure. Um, r- repeat that story, would you hear? Because it's a perfect, uh, perfect way to uh, illustrate exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So there was this study done where they were trying to see, you know, what levels of influence do different setups in a conversation, um, you know, make things happen. Right. So um, these college students were asked, would you take these juvenile delinquents to the zoo? And I think about 20 percent of the the students, because they were on a college campus, you know, fortunately said, yes, I'll take these guys, you know, 20 percent. Um, so then they went around and did the exact same thing, but they asked for something bigger. They said, can you take them to your house, you know, entertain them for the day? And that was a bigger ask than taking them into the zoo. And and everybody said no. But then they backed off and they said, well, would you at least take them to the zoo? And the acceptance rate went from 20% all the way up to 50%. So almost tripled the yes rate by 
asking for something bigger and setting setting the bar and then lowering the bar where it's like, okay, I can at least do that. So by just by setting the stage differently, you got a dramatically different conversion rate, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what we're not suggesting here, we're not suggesting that you go out and manipulate or try to program right. people or take advantage of this, but this small yes first and this slippery slope concept that we're talking about here is a very, very strong psychological trigger. Don't take yep. advantage of it, but when you need to uh, create or compel a customer, a friend, a colleague, someone in your life to do something for you, whether business or personal, it's easier to get that first ask, get that first yes out of the way, that smaller ask, and then ask for what you really need. My son, Seth, uh, just told me a story this morning that him and his mother were out running around when I was uh, hanging out with you recording our book this weekend. And they, they saw on next to the road by the bridge, a homeless man, you know, was begging for money. So my son, grabbed a dollar out of his mom's car and, and while they're at the light and walked over and gave it to the man. And uh, the man said, Hey, I appreciate that son. Um, thanks. I'm trying to uh, gather enough money to buy a generator and some gas so I can have heat. Do you have any more than that? <laughs> I was like, wow, that was bold. But you know, like my friend, uh, Jason Fladlian says, a buyer in motion stays in motion. And it's so true. So what are some examples set that come to mind for you when we talk about that first yes in the Amazon private label world? Yeah, Sean, that's a, that's a great point. One of the very first things that I wanted to bring up was, um, remember when no one knew about Netflix and they priced it at like $5 or $7 a month and now everybody knows about it, everybody's paying, they were able to expose you to the value that they were able to, to provide to your life for five bucks or seven bucks. And now, you know, they're able to raise their prices because they made the first yes easier. So one of the things that uh, that comes up in, in this type of uh, uh, methodology, Sean, is our tripwire strategy. It's like you need a product in your brand line that allows customers to say yes easier. So if you sell premium products, you still need a product where somebody can get into that, um, into your brand at a lower ticket, right? So it could be like a sample of your premium product, or it could be a um, less, uh, you know, a less high end version. So then they can make that first yes easier. So if you can, if you're selling a pillow, like we did for $40, but then you can have a version of the pillow that is like a travel pillow or a seat cushion or something where it's lower ticket. Now they can be exposed to your brand and you can walk them through an upsell process, right? That's how we've used it in our Amazon private label business um, about every single day. Of course. And we see this if anytime you walk through Sam's Club or Costco, they're giving out free samples of pizza rolls or whatever in the freezer aisle. And it's just to get you to stop what you're doing, change your habit for just a moment and receive some goodwill and makes you want to reciprocate in the process. It's that first yes. You can call it what you want. It's a taste test. It's a sample. You know, it's a smaller version of it's whatever. It's yep. not we're not actually looking literally for the word yes. In every case, we're just looking for you to be in agreement to what we're saying. The first order, as we say for Post Purchase Pro, the first order, initial order is only the beginning. All of the magic happens after that first order or that first yes, if you will. Um, it reminds me of the product that we sold back in 2017. It was a very expensive treadmill, Seth. It was like $899, yeah. if I remember right. Well, instead of launching the $899 treadmill, what we were able to do is go out and do a pre-order for a 100% refundable $39 deposit. So $39 versus $899 is a lot easier to say yes to, right? 67% of those folks who went ahead and said yes to the $39 upfront refundable deposit agreed in the second step of the funnel, Seth, to prepay for the treadmill to save 10% or about 90 bucks. 67%, Seth. So by getting that first simple but most important yes, we were able to completely finance the growth of that business, both 
cost of goods, um, uh, advertising and delivery by that 67% who said, yes, I'll prepay because I'm already on that slippery slope. That's why it's so true. A buyer is not finished buying until they say they're buying, Seth. It's not up yeah. to us to answer the question, my friend. What's our job? Yeah, definitely. Our job is to ask the question, right? So at every step in the game, if you can just think about what's the next step for my customer and what's the easiest way I can allow them to make that decision or to, to make that journey. Like when we write emails, for instance, um, when we're trying to get a message out to our audience, we don't like put the whole message in the subject line. We try to write the subject line with one step in mind. So that's you know the first step. It is, yes, this is interesting enough to open the email. So we're writing it with that in mind. And then the first line of the email is only job is to get them to say, yes, I'll read the second line and so on, right? And then by the end of it, the job is to get them to click on whatever it is that we're selling. It could be an Amazon product or, or what have you. So um, the slippery slope, slope works because it makes something a bigger task or a bigger ask look like less work. Because no one, want, and, and another reason why this works so well, Sean, is because once you can get um, somebody invested into doing something, then you know, they want to complete the process, just like the Disney World uh, example. Once you're halfway through and you see, you know, we've got more to go here. Well, you've already invested the time. So think about that in your in your Amazon business. How can you help your customers along by making that buying process easier? So, for instance, when we have one of our Amazon shoppers come and engage us by after they see our insert and then they give us their email. The very first thing we do is we don't ask them for anything. We get them to say yes to opening our emails by providing value. And so then they're used to saying yes to us. And then the next one, we might say, you know, great that everything's going well for you. Would you mind giving us a review? They're, they're not opening up their wallet anymore. They're just saying yes and giving us a review. And now they're getting more entrenched in our brand. And then the next ask might be, you know, to take a survey. And then the next ask might be finally to buy something. But we've got them, you know, in a very methodical way through a process where they're used to saying yes to us. But the first ask is always easy. Open the email, right? Sean, what do you think? I love it, especially your Disney analogy. I remember uh, like it was yesterday, um, they talked me into going to this haunted house. You know, it's $39 per person to uh, get your daylight scared of you. Apparently I was in my 20s. So we stood in this tremendous line. It took me like an hour and a half, two hours with my group. You know, time goes by pretty quick. We didn't have smartphones to play on at the time. So we had to actually communicate. Shocker, right? But as soon as we got into the building, guess what? There was another two hour line inside the building waiting mm -hmm. for us there. And it was just like, okay, we're already invested. Uh, let's go through with it. So we waited in line for probably close to four hours for about a 12 minute experience. Um, not a good trade. For our seller coaching programs that we've done in the past, we use something like this. Okay. Bear with me here. We're going to send you an email with valuable content. All right. That email will contain an easy call to action. It'd be like, go to www.getthis.com and offer something of value free. All right. Of course, you're going to have to opt in with your email address to claim that value. And then we may invite you to an exclusive online class or web event where we promise to deliver more value. It's all about give, give, give. Finally, while you're already invested two hours into this valuable content, all right, then we'll make an offer and we start the upsell process. It works better than anything you can imagine. However, if I would just come at you, Seth, and say, hey, here's something that you need to cost you a thousand bucks, you're going to either uh, buy or lie, right? You either say, yes, I want it, or you go, oh, I'll get back to you. Let me think about it. Meaning I don't trust you <laughs> and you haven't delivered enough value. So it's all about the step-by-step -step process. So you're out there and you go, okay, Sean, I understand, but I don't sell on Amazon. What's this got to do with me? Well, whether you're selling product or service, physical or digital, doesn't matter the delivery system. It's always the same. Here's how you put this together. Decide what the end result is that you'd like to have. 
fill in the blank. You know, you want to sign up a new client, you want to sell a car, you want to uh, get your girlfriend to marry you, whatever that is, okay? And then work backwards. Ask yourself this. What has to happen immediately before that result, whatever that is? And then go, well, what has to happen immediately before that action and so on? Eventually, you'll have an entire roadmap. You don't start at the beginning and then try to work the steps. Start with the end result, a.k.a. get a customer to uh, re-engage me and buy more product on Amazon and then work backwards. What has to happen before that? All right. That action. Now, what has to happen immediately before that action? and then work backwards. Eventually, you'll get all the way to the end. And it's not about where you where you think you need to start. It's about what has to happen immediately before you get that start and get that very first yes. Seth? Yeah, that's, that's a really good way to think about it, Sean. So if your goal was to take your customer through a journey in your brand line, and if the, the ideal goal is to have your, every one of your customers buy every product in your brand line that supports them along their journey in their life, then what would that look like? Well, probably most of them are not going to buy the most expensive thing that you offer first, right? It's going to be a progression. So it might be, you know, if they're on a fitness journey, the very first thing they might buy from you is a supplement. And then you work them finally into buying your treadmill for $700, Sean, but you're not going to sell most people on the treadmill before, you know, it's just a funnel. And the, the, the lower the barrier, the easier you can get a yes. Sean, any uh, final final words here? Yes, uh, I could talk about this funnels and slippery slopes all day long, but uh, we've reached uh, what we like to do in these in these episodes between 15 to 20 minutes. So um, get this started in your business. You're not going to find a, a perfect match. I mean, it's not like puzzle pieces are going to match perfectly. But if you can reduce the end result down to some steps and make those steps much easier to attain, then you're going to get better results. You're going to compel your customer, your friend, your colleague at work, your boss, whoever you're trying to get to take action. You're going to make it a much easier decision for them a much easier job in bite-sized pieces. Do this in your business. Do this in your personal life. Everything comes down to the steps and the slippery slope in all that we do in marketing. I cannot stress that enough, Seth. Yeah, definitely. So, Sean, um, I really love this concept. I love the fact that you can apply the reverse thinking to it and say, what's my end result? And then design the most um, strategic set of steps that makes those um, each individual decision really easy for your customers. So I really like that, guys. This, um, as you know, has been the Post Purchase Pro podcast. If you guys want to engage with us or check out any of the behind the scenes content that we share or um, any of the strategies that we put on YouTube, um, Facebook or Instagram, look for us. They're all at Post Purchase Pro. So check us out. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We're always sharing different things, strategies. Um, So, yeah, uh, Sean, let's take us out of here. Yep. This has been the Post Purchase Pro podcast, folks. Episode number 32, getting the first yes, the slippery slope concept concept. I should say, see you next time.